Hello, this is Andrew Zig here. Welcome to another episode of Stepping to Greater Glory, a podcast dedicated to help you grow deeper, closer into the things of God, step into all that He has for you. And today I'm starting a two part teaching series on the fivefold ministry. I'm calling this series Into the Fullness because in Ephesians 4, verse 13, which says the fivefold was given to bring us into the fullness of Christ. So, what are the fivefold ministries and how to identify them? And why is it important for us to open ourselves up to all five of them? And in this two-part teaching series, I'll be attempting to answer all of that. And compared to each ministry, noting back to Jesus, which is a perfect example of the fivefold, so that you can identify them and make the best use of them to help you in your walk with Jesus. And in part one of this series, we'll be looking at the first two of those fivefold ministries. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. And in your word, there is truth. And in your word, there is hope. And in your word, there is wisdom. Speak to us through your word, so that we shall be like everlasting tree planted by the river bank, and its leaves shall be evergreen. In your precious name we pray. So the fivefold ministry, what are they, and why should we open to all of them? And to answer that, let's first look at what are the fivefold ministries. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says he gave, that's referring to Jesus, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. So by looking at this verse, we know three interesting facts. First, this verse says he gave, so that we know the fivefold ministry were initiated by Jesus Christ himself to his church. Then the next three words says some to be, so that gives us the fact number two. When the word some is used, then we can conclude not all ministers have the same calling and not all ministers have the same anointing because those ministries anointings and giftings are distributed separately as Jesus wills. Now the fact number three is that there are five ministry anointing which is commonly known as a fivefold ministry. The apostolic anointing, the prophetic anointing, the evangelical anointing, the pastoral anointing and the teaching anointing which I'll go into more details later. But now let's continue reading the following four verses, which lay out the purpose and the reason why Jesus gave out five ministry anointings to his church. So now let's break this five verse down verse by verse. In verse 12 reads, For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So what this verse is saying is that one of the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to equip the believers for their God-given ministry. In other words, the fivefold is to build up, edify, and strengthen the church, which is Christ's body on earth. And in verse 13, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So in other words, the fivefold ministry was given to create unity of faith, bringing teachings and preachings and help people to get into deeper understanding and a deeper revelation of Jesus who is the Son of God, then through that, to bring people to become more Christ-like, restore them into what God originally created them to be. And then the following verse, verse 14, that we should no longer be children, toasted to and fro, and carried about every wind of the doctrine, by the trickery of men in craftiness and deceitful plotting. And one of the key functions of a fivefold ministry is to bring people into maturity. This is what the verse 14 was trying to say, and no longer be children anymore, but have a son doctrine, 
understanding and the strong understanding about what's of God and what's not and to develop strong believers who are secure in the faith and be able to stand in the face of challenges and the deceits of the world and lastly in verse 15 speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head which means the fivefold is to disciple believers in continued growth not with the sugarcoating words but speaking the truth in love so that the believers can grow up in all things into Christ so in summary the fivefold ministry is to equip the believers for works of service and to build up the body of believers to grow and mature and to create unity in faith and increase knowledge about God Jesus and the kingdom to grow believers to be mature in their faith with sound doctrine and to develop strong believers who are secure in their faith and mature the believers to be able to stand in the face of challenges and deceits of the world and disciple believers to continue growth with an ever-increasing our manifestation of love and now we know the purpose of the fivefold ministry but how do we identify each one of them well let's first start by looking at the first two of those five ministries the ministry of apostles and the ministry of prophets now we know that the greek word for apostle means the sent out ones now however apostle paul in romans 1 lay out that apostleship was given by jesus to win people from every nation into a faithful commitment to jesus then he went on in second corinthians chapter 12 to outline the signs of apostle were accomplished among the believers with all perseverance in signs wonders and mighty deeds now many believe that the modern day apostles are simply missionaries who plant churches then evangelizes to the lost while that might be true but it might not always be the case now say for example we know that paul the apostle planted many churches but on the contrary there's no historical evidence to show that john the apostle planted a single church so what is apostle and what kind of impact the ministry of apostle should have on believers well i believe we can reach a good conclusion by studying the life of jesus who is a perfect example of an apostle now hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 puts it this way therefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the apostle and high priest of our confession Christ Jesus. Now I can go into all detailed studies on this topic, but in this occasion I'll make a very quick summary. The ministry of apostles should be the one to build you up and awaken you to your God-given destiny and then releases you to pursue all that God has for you. Now Jesus himself in John 20 21 says it this way, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. So God the Father has sent Jesus as the apostle to our faith. Then Jesus came and trained a group of untrained fishermen and tax collectors into their full God-given potentials, then released them into their destinies. Now prophets, on the other hand, are effective in revealing God's heart for his people wherever they go. While New Testament prophecies are for edification, encouragement, and comfort, but the office of a prophet needs to take on far more responsibilities. For those who have an office of a prophet, they can and they should be able to accurately discern God's heart for a situation. They help people experience God's voice for the very first time and help them develop hearing God's voice in their own life. They usually have a strong tendency to uphold God's standard and holiness and able to speak the truth in love. Again, Jesus is a perfect example of a prophet. God in Deuteronomy 18 promised Moses that he will raise up a prophet just like Moses from his fellow Israelites. He will then put his words in his mouth and he will tell the people everything he commanded him. On the Mount of Transfiguration, if we remember, God the Father spoke with a loud voice from heaven when Moses and Elijah appeared next to Jesus and told Peter, James, and John to listen to Jesus only. So think about it this way. 
If God the Father announced the three of the most prominent apostles in front of Moses himself to listen to Jesus only, we can know for sure that Jesus is the promised prophet in Deuteronomy 18.18. Another perfect example is when the woman at the well told Jesus that she had no husband, and Jesus replied to her with a word of knowledge, saying that you have five husbands, and the one you're living with is not your husband. And the woman replied to him, saying that I perceive that you are a prophet. You see, Jesus here stepped into the office of a prophet, accurately discerned God's heart for this situation by knowing that this woman had changed men five times in the past because she's thirsting for that water does not run dry. Jesus then helped her to experience God's voice by giving her a word of knowledge, which she herself realized that she was hearing from God the first time by calling Jesus a prophet. Then he continued helping her in hearing God's voice by teaching her that it is not about which mountain she should go to worship, but it is about who to worship and what to worship. Then in another instance, the woman caught in adultery and Pharisees tested Jesus by asking him if she should be stoned to death. And we all know the story. Jesus replied by saying that only those who have no sin can cast the first stone. But you see, at this point, Jesus again stepped into the office of a prophet and upheld God's righteousness and holy standard by saying that yes, adultery is punishable by death, but the judgment can only be performed by the one who has no sin. So you see, although prophecies are for edification, encouragement, and comfort, but a prophetic office is to accurately discern God's heart for a situation and help people to experience God's voice and help them to develop hearing the voice of God in their own life, uphold God's standard and holiness, and able to do all of the above with motive of love. And that's why we need both the voice of a prophet and the voice of apostles in order for us to have a healthy Christian foundation. While apostles build us and activate our God-given potentials and release us into our destinies, then prophets will keep us at the center of our true north in Christ Jesus. So that's why Ephesians 2.20 states that having been built up on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, you see, the key word is foundation. We know that to a building, a most critical part is the foundation. A strong foundation will result in a strong building. A weak foundation will result in a weak building or even an unsafe building. And so that's why in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28 says that God has appointed this in the church. First apostles, second prophets, because they are the ones set to lay a strong foundation for you and I. So in conclusion, we have talked about the roles of apostle and how to identify this ministry. The apostle's function is to lay a strong foundation for you and I and to build you up and release you into your God-given ministry. Prophets, on the other hand, are to point you to the true north of God's holiness and righteousness and bring you into the fear of the Lord and consistently encourage you to follow His divine plan and purpose. And so you see, if we want to fulfill all that God has for us, those two ministry voices are critical in our Christian work. Unfortunately, I must say those are the two most lack voices in the body of Christ today. Why is that the case? Is it because the age of apostles and prophets are gone? But you see, God has promised in His scriptures that as long as church still exists on earth, then He will give some to be apostles and some to be prophets. So the question remains, if God still gives His church apostles and prophets, then why we don't see them often today? Well, you see, our human nature have a strong tendency to just want to hear pleasant words, especially if those words are concerning us. It is our human nature wanting someone to tell us we are doing okay, even if we're not. It is our human nature to not to want to move forward because we want to avoid inconvenience, pain, and hardship. However, the voice of the apostles and prophets are the voices that will challenge us to go forward and go to the unknown and leave our comfort zone to walk on the narrow road. So by nature, we want to avoid those voices and go to the ones that sounds easy. 
But remember, it is only the narrow road that leads to life. It is only for those who overcome shall be clothed in a white garment. It is only to those who overcome that Jesus will grant the sea for him in his throne. It is only to those who overcome God will give him power over nations. So my prayer is that let us all be eager to know our need for the fivefold, not selectively or choose what's easy, but know how to identify each ministry anointing and open ourselves up to all of them, because it is in a multitude of councils there is safety. And this concludes our first part of our teaching series on the fivefold ministry. Next week, we will be looking at our ministry of evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So please allow me to pray for you. May the Lord richly bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and do consider becoming patron APC so that the gospel of Jesus can keep going forward. Have a fantastic week ahead. See you next week. Bye.